conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Previously on Welcome to Geekdom, we were discussing Lost Season 2. I was joined by Nick Ball and Shane Connard. I am joined by them again today. We are ready to talk about Lost Season 3. Last time we discussed the season premiere, which, you know, the season premieres pretty good, pretty good. And then we talked about a bunch of other things that I already forgot about. So I hope you listened. How's everyone doing tonight? Doing good. Feeling extra silly. I know we usually talk about new characters, and there are a few this season. I don't really remember who showed up in season two, though, at this point. So I think a lot of the new people we see are the others. And you also have Naomi, who appears. And I don't think we like Naomi. No, we don't. (laughs) Collectively, we do not. (laughs) If we're... Talking intro characters, should we just start with the cold open? Yes. Yeah, three? because that is the that is the introduction of... Uh, uh, Juliet? Was I supposed to finish the sentence? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Nick, tell us about Juliet. Okay, well, um, it's good to have me recap it since <laughs> I'm the only one who hasn't watched it recently. Um, we open we open on a book club, right? Yes. That's the start of season three. We open up on a book club. I do not remember what they're reading, but book club is interrupted by um, an aerial disaster happening overhead. And uh, the man that we have known in the last season as Henry Gale starts dictating orders of you. You go find any survivors. You go to the tail section. Uh, you were on the plane, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, yeah, it's revealed it's the island. Henry Gale, now Ben, says to newly introduced Juliet, guess I'm not, a, guess I'm out of book club. He's also upset Lost. that she didn't pick a Stephen King book. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, the club is in a heated discussion of Stephen King's Carrie. Was that the book? I don't remember that being the book. I don't either, but Wikipedia does. We're off to a great start. <laughs> what do we think of the premiere also including Jack flashbacks? Because I don't think we needed them that soon. We're exhausted with Jack flashbacks, I think. <laughs> yeah, the Jackbacks need to go go away. <laughs> I will say this is the season where I really, really started to get annoyed with Jack. And there's a, an episode we will talk about soon that is not good at all. <sighs> I guess we have to talk about that one, right? But other important things happen first. So we have the others, and Juliet ends up being one of the main characters we see throughout this season. And the whole reason we find out that they basically wanted Jack in particular is so that he could perform surgery on Ben, which, given everything we know about Ben... Does anyone actually want this surgery to happen? Well, Jack is sure acting like a like a whiny baby who wants to take his ball and go home. So I know he doesn't. No, I don't want it. And I guess I don't know how strict most doctors are on the <laughs> do no harm thing. I guess it depends. Are we talking about Doctor Death or Jack Shepard? <laughs> yeah, he seems to he seems to play pretty fast and loose with that idea. Because he's, he's, he's not having any of it. 
Different ethical code on the island. Which is the complete opposite of everything we see from him in season one. And I think that's why, well, the rest of you already knew that I would end up not liking him. But that's why the flip sort of happened in season two, because he just seemed to care more about himself than anyone else all of a sudden. And it was a very weird move on their part, because they could have made Jack a likable character as a doctor, but they decided to go in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, they're they're trying something. They they don't want it just to be, you know, the good guys wearing white versus the bad guys wearing black. Although, if you watch more, you might not say that. But yeah, no, they're trying to make each each character complicated, and and you know the the factions within the survivors that we see through the first two seasons and will carry on is not clearly just one one crew is right one is wrong yeah i don't know this is just like the beginning of jack's unraveling and i feel like as as far as his uh i don't know his 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 struggle with the island i feel like this is finally him having to choose a belief system now between i don't know what he actually thinks is right where he's at there versus like whatever ethical code he used to live by. Yeah, it was one of those things where starting off with flashbacks from him, I was instantly worried about this season because not only that, but you had all warned me that, you know, there's some really bad episodes in this season. And I was like, okay, well, at least the premiere was still a solid episode. And Hopefully that keeps up. I have yet to start season four at the time of us recording this, but by the time everyone is listening to this, I'll probably be on season five or six. So there is that. And I kind of want to take things back to the main group, because while we do spend a lot of time with the others throughout the season, we kind of go back, we get more about Claire, we get a whole Nikki and Paolo episode, which... Yeah. Hell yeah. Expose fan club, where are you at? They're kind of like the two newer faces from the beach group. And you're kind of expecting to see them a little more often because we do see them before that episode. And it's just one of those things where we're like, okay, well, we still don't have an attachment to these characters because they're so new to us. Like, why are we going to care about their flashbacks? Well, I think it's just, it's so weird. I think I probably hated it on first watch and I understand why anybody would. It's such a little light. Like, uh, I'm a a big X-Files fan. So it's like the only lost episode that's a monster of the week. Like if you're using that analogy, it's just like, let's pop in and see what these, these weirdos are up to. And yeah, no, it's, and you know, the end is like a little twist where they're buried alive. It's like a little tales from the crypt or a twilight zone twist. I don't know. I think it's neat and fun. Look, if you're going to mess around with paralyzing people, you get what you deserve. (laughs) Buried alive. I mean, maybe I've watched too many Stephen King movies, but yes. <laughs> I was thinking it felt very, uh, I don't know, like a King short story just thrown into the middle of season three of Lost, which I guess if I put it that way, I don't hate it as much. But Exactly. You get the little Easter egg at some point of Hur- Hurley reading the expose script that's on the plane, right? Yep. He loves it. 
He's a big expose fan, just like I am. <laughs> what did you guys make of the whole diamond plot line, though? <laughs> I love it. I don't know. What, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and hiding them in the toilet. Oh, oh, I love that. When it's in the, um, is, that the is that the Pearl Station that they go to and they hide it in there? Which station is that? Yeah, it's the one where they have all the monitors. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> And they do like the little because because it, it's an earlier episode where that happens right, and there's the punchline of Paolo flushing the toilet, and then this episode reveals that he's doing that. I don't know. I I think it's neat. I like thinking about. I I do want to go back and see like how early they start planting Nikki and Paolo in the background of things because I don't think it's that far <laughs> back uh, earlier than this. No, and it was very weird that they even went to the station in the first place because it was one of those things where they just suddenly appeared on the beach and they they were like, oh, the more the merrier. And these two random people just decide to go and then he goes and uses the toilet. Yeah, it's like they had just been cast for the expose episode and they had just arrived in Hawaii, so they threw them into that. Like, like whatever the first episode you're here for, we'll put you in it. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't the first time we see Kim Dickens as Cassidy, right? It's not in this season. We do see her a little in season two, if I'm not mistaken, because she's the long con for Sawyer. Right. We I know we mentioned her uh, in the last season episode. But we get more of her in this season, which I thought was interesting because it seems like not everyone in the flashbacks necessarily reappears like... We probably won't see Katie Seagal pop back up again anytime soon unless there's some very important piece of Locke's backstory during the time he was with her that we're missing. And it was very odd how they were like, oh, you know what? We're going to have Cassidy meet Kate. And it's like they're making all of these connections in the flashbacks that tie all of these characters together because they also do that with Claire, who I know... You would love to talk about Shane. Why would I love to talk about Claire? (laughs) Just a hunch. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like they've hinted the first two seasons at this, like, bigger connection between all of the passengers of, well, not all of the passengers of the plane, but a lot of the passengers of the plane and, like, what the the common thread seems to be. Um, And this is where they really start to, to create I don't know, create more of what's going to happen by by showing a tighter connection in the past. And uh, I think that's why I love this season so much. It, 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 it kind of we're just going to have to see where the rest of this show goes. I will have to. The rest of you will not because you already know. <laughs> yeah, I had forgotten and now I've been reminded and whew. We actually get quite a bit of Claire in this season, I think, in comparison to season two, which I thought she was a character who was a little lacking in season two, just because they didn't give her a whole lot to do. And in this, we have, you know, Desmond saving Claire. We have the whole flashback episode to what happened with her mother, and she gets sick. So there's a lot more of Claire coming through in this season i think than season two would you guys agree oh yeah yeah also this is where we get like uh we get the uh the big connection and the big piece here where you in during the uh, claire flashback episode you find out that uh 
Dr. Christian Shepherd's her 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 father, and that they are in fact half siblings. Jack and Claire are. Yeah, they really are just tying all of these characters together in what is essentially a different life at this point. <laughs> yep. So while we have new characters popping up quite a bit this season, and you know, like I said, Claire gets sick, but thankfully she's okay. We do have some big deaths this season as well. Shall we start with Mr. Echo? Yeah. I just was disappointed. He was such a fun character. Yeah, I was surprised that they killed him off because I thought he was a very strong character who had a tie to the island in a much different way than everyone else because of his brother. Yeah, and and he was the first one to... Even though Locke was you know, listening to the island and, and trying to figure the island out, it seemed like Echo was the one that placed his faith in the island as soon as it started kind of giving him some signs, or at least he thought it was giving him some signs up until his his death. Nick, how did you feel about Mr. Echo's death? I'm sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. The smoke monster gets him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um, no, that one, it, it's... I, I I talked last time how much I love his flashbacks. I think his story is incredibly interesting. And the the couple times you see his brother in the island, it's it's like every time is as creepy as the first time you see the soaking wet Walt. It's like it's it's disorienting every time. Yeah. Um, I love him on the island and it feels frustrating because, you know, this season starts with uh, finding out that they all survived the explosion of the hatch and you think you're in the clear with Mr. Echo and then they, they still got to go and got to go and kill him off. Yeah, I know. They really made it seem like he, like, like he was going to be dead the first time and then a lot of effort just to kill him right back off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he saved in, episode three by Locke, and then two episodes later they're like just kidding in an episode with another great echo flashback yeah you're right can we talk about in that same thing uh one you know when the when the hatches imploded at the end of season two what it's desmond and echo and Locke. is that right desmond echo charlie was in there too but i think charlie maybe Got out after the first explosion. Okay. Because he was back on the island, I believe, with Claire. And then they saw, you know, Locke come out of the jungle onto the beach one day. And he was like, oh, you're not dead. Yeah. And Desmond has survived. He, uh, he's naked. He's kiltless. And <laughs> su- and suddenly he can tell the future, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not very notable. Let's move on. <laughs> Well, because I was trying to figure out if he could see the future before that, because there's this scene where we get a Desmond flashback and he sees Charlie on the street corner or close to the street corner playing his guitar. And he is like either replaying these moments or he knew who Charlie was before the plane crash. It was really confusing. How do we break this one down? (laughs) Uh, do we just say yes and move on? <laughs> this is a question for Shane. <laughs> oh, I just didn't think that this is where this conversation was about to go. Um, I think that is... Let's leave it like that. Let's leave it as yeah. we don't really know. Let's, yeah, 
Okay. They definitely, let's leave it as we don't know yet. <laughs> and as we all know, every single plot line of this show gets wrapped up in a tight little bow. There's no Lost fan has any any complaints about nothing being answered. Yeah, well, it's because everything is answered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. All right, so. If you guys say so. Yes. So they kind of explain it, but they don't do a good job. And that's that's all you really get. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll live with that for now. I, I am a little upset that we brushed over the fact that, what was it that Charlie was playing on the street corner? Well. His guitar that gets very wet. Again. Yeah, he's got his white guitar in the rain. And and he and he says to us the viewer anyway, here's Wonderwall. He says anyway yep. After all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't believe that anybody, Shane, feels <laughs> the way I do about you now. The the sibling thing with the English rock band, I think <laughs> obviously cribs a lot from Oasis and the first time I saw that I was howling. I, I love that. It's so silly. It's and bad. It's so on the so on the nose. Yeah. Shane, we know how you feel about Charlie's guitar. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think it's one of those things that's just going to be a running theme throughout this season. Again, because why wouldn't it be? To be fair, it's just like, but, oh, go on. You should finish before I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> I think the more important thing that happens here is the death of Charlie. Yes, which we get some of my favorite episodes. I, I hate to say it like that, but some of the best episodes are the ones leading up to Charlie's death. Greatest Hits is a fantastic episode. There's this sort of banter between him and Desmond that is extremely awkward at times, but it works so well on screen that... You can kind of tell there's also this tension that comes with it. And in particular, I really loved when Charlie and Hurley went and got Desmond drunk, hoping he would just like either not be able to predict the future or tell them everything. I forget which it was, but I just thought it was really funny that they were like, this is going to be the plan that works. Because we've already seen a drunk Des. We, we know that he'll just, I don't know, he'll... He'll just open up the same way he opened up when he was drunk on the ship when uh they f- when they found him after he tried to sail away. You know, fair. Know. Nick, you you had thought. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say you get some good, um, really shocking Charlie deaths and then reveals that it's Desmond predicting the future in uh, those episodes where he's starting to see that Charlie will be killed and he takes it upon himself to to try to stop it over and over again. And, and that leads to, I don't know that if it's the friendship or just the interactions that you see between Desmond and Charlie leading up to that big finale, uh, those last couple episodes and on the boat, it, it, it's building towards that end. And that's just a, just a great dynamic. I wish we got more of because yeah, I mean, we 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 lose we lose Charlie. I'm still glad they didn't kill him off in season one, even though his character had some ups and downs, especially in season two, which you know we we went through those highs and lows for him. But I felt like his character came back pretty strong in this season, and 
a lot of it was building up to what would happen at the end. And it really felt like they knew Charlie kind of had to go out on a high note. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I don't, for for him to truly have that that comeback, especially after how I don't know he had he went down two two pretty big valleys there where <laughs> between the drug addiction both times. Mm-hmm. I don't know his farewell had to be triumphant. I think that they I think it's just done so well. Like even though they tell you exactly what's going to happen for episodes upon episodes leading up to it, as it happens, you're still like. Oh, damn. That that's how they're going to do it. <laughs> but at least he got to go out after we saw all of his greatest hits. What an what an episode that is, right? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I cry. <laughs> Deanna doesn't, I don't think, but I no. I, I apparently not. <laughs> I was where, a, we have I was to, where we have to where we have to reveal Deanna's uh what do you want to call it? Lack of excitement about the finale <laughs> i know deanna did oh yeah i don't know it's just because i was wondering if we were looking at a flashback when jack was drunk at the hospital and on the bridge and everything and then they reveal that it is in fact not a flashback and in the future and that just killed it for me oh that killed it for you <laughs> i mean other than it being jack but so much i want to say so much i won't say Nick, are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm 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 okay. I think that's a great reveal. I I get that maybe it's like not great if you start to see it coming, but the I don't know. There's too many timelines now, and I don't enjoy having to go back and forth multiple times. Too many timelines. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> so glad we chose this show for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know I said I was a little annoyed, but I've had some time to sit with it and I'm over it now. It's fine. It is what it is. But we still have some more deaths to talk about and a non-death because apparently Mikhail is not dead. Oh, no, he is not. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But the only other death we get is one that I truly just do not care about because Sawyer ends up killing Anthony because everyone in this show has daddy issues and Locke cannot bring himself to deal with his own father. So he has to get someone else to kill him. And I don't really know how I feel about this whole storyline still, because we already knew that Anthony sucked, right? Mm -hmm. And then we get the reveal that he's on the island. And then you kind of just wonder, like, okay, is Locke going to go completely off the rails and he starts making these demands and i really don't find myself caring too much about Locke's flashbacks either anymore okay but when the re- when it's revealed that the reason that Locke is paralyzed is because his dad threw him out of a window nine stories <laughs> that didn't get you that scene is so <laughs> funny looking <laughs> I will admit that was a good flashback, but you also have the early flashback in the season where he finds his quote unquote real family and then he invites a cop in and the whole thing is just so weird. There's so many cop flashbacks this season. It's very strange. I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right episode. What what do you mean his real family? It's when he is like with the weed growing people. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, I love. Oh, man. I wanted to call them a cult, but they didn't really seem like a cult. So. <laughs> They're like a commune. Yeah. Yeah. That was the word. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Not like that. I just mean I love that for Locke. <laughs> a thing that I think we will talk about for a long time is Locke in comparison to Jack. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder if maybe that complete different because it's like in Locke's flashbacks he's like fumbling into situations and fucking up everything even when he's trying to do good Mm -hmm. and then on the island he's very serious and uh goal oriented and and uh it's like a switch flipped exactly but think about before before the island jack is a surgeon who is like better than his dad and it, you know he's got his own issues but he's he's all, he's very put together then he gets to the island and he starts to see his dad in places and he's fumbling around and he's the de facto leader and everything he does is wrong and it's like it's like both of them flipped the opposite directions does that make sense yeah i feel like they both struggle from i don't know living by their own cree and just like seeing depending on the circumstance it either works out really well for them or it's 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 awful. So like for Locke, it's not like it, he's always doing well, I guess he does kind of screw up with bringing the cop in. But it does seem like he's kind of in his in his place there at the at the commune. And even though they're like what what they're just growing and selling weed, right? Is that, right yeah, right. okay. Yeah. That's all they're doing, right? Okay, cool. So they yeah, I don't know. Like I Locke obviously sees no see, doesn't see enough wrong in it to to not continue it as he just feels like if he's you know they're not hurting anybody, so he's not doing anything wrong. And he's—I guess in in my memory, he's like oblivious to it all. So maybe I'm—he seems very that gullible. Wrong. Yeah. Well, he's the one that's like, because uh, the cop is like, oh, "What goes on in that greenhouse?" And Locke's like, "Well, we'll have to see if we can show you what's in that greenhouse." Yeah, he definitely knows that they're doing something in there. I don't know if he knows the exact specifics of all of it, but at the same time, he's like, "Oh, did you target me?" When he confronts the cop in the woods, and it's just like, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair. But I agree, Nick. His character has really done a 180 in comparison to the flashbacks. Because in the flashbacks, he was making the same mistakes over and over again. Right. Because he trusted his father, who then took his kidney, and then he trusts this random stranger he picked up off the side of the street. And that doesn't work out for him either. <laughs> And then on the and then just to try to try to push this point that my brain just connected with five minutes ago, Jack on the island, he's constantly he thinks he's right and he's going to march forward with a confidence that will screw him up. He's going to get overwhelmed with emotion when people are not doing what he does, and he often you know finds himself walking into a trap that that we and many other people in the show saw coming. And it's just like, that's in my head, that's the same thing that Locke does off the island. You're totally right. <laughs> that That's that's the big, uh, I don't know. I feel like they're the constant yin and yang of, I don't know, their relationship is a, clearly don't know enough about yin and yang to, to speak on it, but I think that's what's going on here. <laughs> Do you think that applies for a lot of the characters on the island or do you think it's just certain ones who 
sort of have that deeper connection. Because Mr. Echo had that sort of connection with the island, you know, he would stare down the smoke monster and it would go away, but then it ultimately takes him and you're kind of wondering, okay, you know, if he had this connection, why now sort of thing? Because he was obviously a favorite of ours, at least. And his character didn't really seem too terribly different. It's like he already was kind of on his path to redemption after his brother was killed. Mm -hmm. I would like to say that this is something that eventually gets kind of resolved. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to say much more than that. I wouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. And then you also have the people who come to the island and don't want to leave the island. You know, Walt didn't want to leave the island in season one, and that was why he burned the raft down. And obviously he does leave with Michael, but then you have in this season, Danielle, who is just like, I've been here for 16 years. Why would I leave? I'm doing fine. Oh yeah. Like she wouldn't know how to live in the real world again. Oh yeah. Should we, should we talk some, some Danielle and extension of that? Yes. Let's. All right. Do you want to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I just, I mean, we, we, we meet Alex. uh, Yeah, you're right. And I, I mean, yeah, you guys, you guys have watched it more recently than me. How does, how does that whole thing reveal itself? Actually, it's really funny because the first words that Danielle says to Alex is something along the lines of, will you help me tie him up in (laughs) reference to Ben? Because Ben and Alex are coming basically to meet the group that is going to the tower to undo her signal, basically, so that they can get a different signal out. Yep. And they did a very good job casting Alex and Danielle because it looks pretty believable that they could be mother daughter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I always enjoy. Sometimes they get kids and I'm just like, this does not look like this person at all. So we haven't said it, but Alex is the daughter that Rousseau was pregnant with when she landed on the island and then she says that the others took. And it turns out that Ben has been raising her, right? Yes. And didn't he tell her that her mother was dead? Right. Yes. Okay. I thought I remembered that, but they didn't really bring it up. He just like introduced her nonchalantly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's like bloodied up on the ground and he goes, Alex, this is your mother. (laughs) And then then Rousseau kind of they do the mother daughter stare down where they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then Rousseau goes, will you help me tie him up? (laughs) Yeah. That was truly a great line. There's some bad dialogue in the show. Well, some might be an understatement, but (laughs) that was sort of refreshing because you're like, oh, yes, something very serious, but very comedic at the same time. We love it. And it's at a point in time where Danielle isn't really expecting to find her daughter, too, because you see her sort of get her hopes up a little when they find the medical station earlier in the show with who is it, Kate and Claire. And she is visibly upset that, you know, there's nothing sort of leading her to her daughter because the place has been cleaned out, which turns out it wasn't completely cleaned out as we later find out. But I just thought it was one of those things where Danielle finally was sort of focusing on something else. And that's when her and Alex get reunited. 
Right. Yeah. So in my, in my, again, I, now I'm just the guy who doesn't remember this show. Um, so the way that happens, if I'm not wrong, Alex helps Kate escape from the cages that they've been held in. Kate finds a way out on her own. She's able to slip through some of the bars up top. But I thought Alex like gave her a boat or something. Yeah. So what happened was Kate and Sawyer were being let go. Basically, Mm -hmm. Alex told them that she had a boat. And that is when Juliet runs over to them because she knows where they're going if they're going to get off the island. And I forget the guy's name, but it's the guy who's really pissed off at Sawyer and wants to kill him. And Juliet comes and steps in and shoots him. So she shoots one of their own. There we go. In order to have Kate and Sawyer get away, which Ben doesn't really care at this point. He's like, you know, let him go. And then Jack's busy with the surgery and all that stuff. So they go and Carl ends up going with them. Yeah, Carl. Uh, my, I have no memory of Carl. Because Alex Alex knows that if Carl stays, Ben's going to kill him. Oh, yes. Yes. Wait, did you say you have no memory of Carl? Yeah. <laughs> Do you actually not? You don't remember Carl? I, I, I just Googled him. I remember him. <laughs> he, was, he was getting, um, he was getting uh, Clockwork Orange uh, at one point yep, in yep, one of the rooms. Sure was. I was about to say, how could you forget him? Yeah. So... The the reason this is all kicked off is what we talked about at the beginning when Jack's being held by Juliet to to get him to do surgery on Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. It's then revealed uh, that Juliet wants Jack to, quote, a- accidentally screw up the surgery and kill Ben. And then Jack eventually agrees to do the surgery. And when Ben is like lying prone on the operating table, he's makes them release Kate and Sawyer before he'll do the surgery, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. That's how, that's where we are. Okay. (laughs) And that's why Ben ultimately is like, you know what? Let them go because we have Jack here because he wakes up. It's like, (laughs) Jack was like, I'm not an anesthesiologist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You've got a, he just wakes up like while his back's cut open. And that's it. Right. Yeah. 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 I do want to focus on Juliet a bit, though, because she's one of the others, one of the new characters. We get a lot of her in this season, and her character has been on quite a wild ride because, Nick, like you said, she's a fertility doctor, and we find out through her flashbacks that she was basically able to make people pregnant, including her sister who had cancer, and... One, I don't know if this is like real science behind this at all, but it's one of those things where you're like, okay, obviously Juliet is on the island for a very specific reason because we, by this point, know that the others have kind of been placed on the island as part of Dharma. We don't see the origin of Dharma until later in the season, but... I think it's pretty well understood at this point that these people came here. They weren't shipwrecked like Desmond or crashed in a plane. Yeah. And yeah, we know that they, and we know that there is at least some sort of fixation with reproduction on the island because the first big 
worries that are from the others, even back to season one, is they are coming for our children and and they especially want Claire, who was pregnant at the time. Right. Yeah. So we know that there's some sort of fixation with fertility on the island, especially especially once Juliet is introduced. And that story kind of unravels, I don't want to say too terribly slowly throughout the season, but they give you this whole story piece by piece as they tend to do with these flashbacks and everything. But even just with Claire, you know, remembering more of what happened to her in season two. And then when she gets sick, she's worried when the baby gets sick, she's worried. And you have son who is pregnant as well. And that's something that again is the doing of the island. And we also find out, though, that Sun cheated on Jin. So when she goes to get the ultrasound with Juliet, there's kind of this suspense hanging there as well. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ties the two storylines together with, you know, Sun and Jin's story this season and Juliet, who leaves with Jack ultimately because, of course, Kate feels bad for leaving Jack behind. She wants to go back and get him, basically, and it's Kate, Saeed, Locke, and Danielle. And some of them are captured. Danielle just kind of disappears on them, which is truly amazing. And then Kate and Saeed are taken. Locke has this whole big conversation with Ben. And I know we're jumping all over the place here, but so much happens in this season. It's hard to keep it all straight. Yeah, we, we're really ping-ponging back and forth, and uh, I, I, I got into Charlie too early. I'm sorry. <laughs> mostly well, that's so lost of us. <laughs> There's too many timelines going on in this episode. You know what? There is a ping-pong challenge this season, so we're going to ping-pong around all we want. Yeah. So they go and they find Jack with the others. He's, you know, like playing catch with them and... <sighs> A shot of where, where they look through the bushes and there's Jack and he's running and then it's just like he catches a football and throws it back and he's having a great time. It's so good. Yeah, and he's upset that they came back for him, specifically that Kate came back for him, because there's been this whole tension between Kate, Jack, and Sawyer the entire show, pretty much. But then Jack watches Kate and Sawyer in one of the cages earlier in the season because that's not weird or creepy at all. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. The that that triangle is bad and the reason that that triangle is bad is because Kate is good and I don't want to see it. <laughs> I have nothing. I've got nothing for you, Nick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're alone on that island. I don't really have anything either, but then This perpetuates the whole Juliet coming to the beach storyline, which I think is not necessarily more fascinating than the love triangle thing, but it kind of pushes Jack outside of the group. And I think that is not only deserved, but (laughs) it actually makes sense because they're like, okay, you brought this outsider, one of the others back here, and he just kind of wants to go back to being the leader when he didn't want to be the leader in the first place. And he just keeps getting more annoying because he's like, well, I didn't tell you guys what 
Juliet was supposed to do because I didn't know what to do about it yet. It's like, well, they could have helped you think about that. <laughs> yeah, that that whole plot line of her coming to the beach is, you know, it, to me, it's it's they're doing the exact same thing that they did in season two with Anna Lucia. She joins the group after yep. there's been a death and everybody is like, well, Jack, why did you bring her? And Jack spends a lot of time with her on the outskirts of the beach society. It just seems like something we've done before. Except instead, at least when Michelle Rodriguez was the one doing it, it was she she was like, yeah, I screwed up. These people hate me and I understand why. But Juliet is so, I don't know, is smug the right word for for what she is there? Oh, it's, man. It's lot, she does seem to always have a smug look yeah, on her face. She's like, well, I don't understand why you guys hate me. I'm helping you. I ah oh, man, I I'd so disagree. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I feel like I feel like Juliet coming into the camp is I just feel like they they botched it with the Michelle Rodriguez with with Anna Lucia. And I feel mm-hmm. like they bring Juliet in and I don't know. I guess because I'm I've now watched a little bit further. I just like there's 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 some good dynamics that end up happening and she connects yes, with exci- re- I'm- way more people. I'm happy that she gets added to the group. I just think that whole stretch of time yeah. where she yeah. is on the outside is frustrating mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Especially when she could have just revealed what she was supposed to do to everyone and not just Jack, because she had to have known by now how tense everything was. And you would think that would ease tensions at least a little if she was forthcoming instead of only being forthcoming with jack and then letting jack decide to not tell everyone yeah yeah she's she's always yeah the the smug the smugness that i'm thinking of is she's always got more information than she's willing to give which makes sense i mean she's part of this whole operation she's not part of the the survivors but it's it, so many Prob- I, I say problems like this show is a, is something that needs to be solved. It's like if, if I guess if she revealed all these things, the show would just not be as interesting. But I'm thinking like I'm there and saying, well, if you just told me, I wouldn't have had to do this. <laughs> just, you want a reason. I love that Saeed's human lie detector is still kicking <laughs> in this season, too, because he's just like, nah, I'm not feeling this. I'm not buying this. And he's almost always write about those things. He's one of those characters that, you know, we mentioned aside from the little Shannon side story with him, he's been a very solid character. And we see more of that in this season because him, Sun, and Jin return in episode five, and then he's willing to go back out and go get Jack back. And he's just someone who's willing to take action instead of just being like, I don't know. We're just going to eat some food and stuff. Yeah. Said, Said's the kind of character that I feel like has only gotten more interesting, I guess, because I just hate the Shannon thing, the Shannon Said thing so much that, and I'm glad it gets out of the way early, but. Mm-hmm. And they don't linger on it too long. No. There truly is so much that happens this season. I'm trying to rack my brain here to make sure we don't forget anything big. But there is a very fun Hurley moment this season. It is episode 10, where he finds one of the old Dharma vans. 
and he just wants to fix it up and (laughs) drive around the island, which I wouldn't call it, you know, a fully functioning vehicle by the time he's through with it, but he does get it moving. Trisha Tanaka is Dead is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. You get Cheech as Hurley's dad yeah. in the flashbacks. You get the the VW band with the Dar- with the Dharma logo instead of the VW. And it's got good old Horace in there with his case of Dharma beers. Yeah. And who's who's the crew with the van? Is it Sawyer and Jin? Sawyer. Yeah. It, yeah. Sawyer, Jin, Hurley. And Hurley. And yeah. Oh, and, and Charlie. Charlie. And, oh, yeah. Wait, Charlie. is Sawyer there? Yeah, because he drinks all the beer. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you get that that scene of uh, of them getting that van running, which is just, it, it's it's like this season's golf course, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that episode. Because of the van, Hurley gets himself a, uh, a tally on the kill count. <laughs> Him and Sawyer get a couple. Well, he gets one this season. Sawyer, I think, gets it. How many people does Sawyer kill this season? Well, that's the other thing I wanted to make sure we didn't miss was that when we're dealing with Locke's dad yeah. in the Black Rock, mm-hmm. you, you find out that Locke's dad is the original Sawyer that Sawyer's been trying to kill. Yep. Yeah. It, it's come on. <laughs> Everything is tied together. Everything. Yeah. It's like very much this Sawyer has to be the one to kill his own demons and of course that demon is somehow related to Locke is actually related to Locke yeah because Jack's dad can't be the answer to everything sometimes the answer has got to be Locke's dad well yeah because you've got (laughs) you've got Jack's dad and even though he's like you know the alcoholic doctor whatever he's still the Christian shepherd and I feel like Locke's dad is like the complete opposite like I feel like there is supposed uh you remember how I was saying I don't know much about yin and yang Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jack's dad and Locke's dad are ju- it's the same dynamic as as Jack and Locke, but reversed now. They're all complicated. Yeah. I do want to note, though, that another very funny moment comes at the hands of Hurley and Sawyer when Hurley tricks Sawyer into making nice with everyone. And I think that and the van episode are just the two big moments in the season where you kind of forget about all of the problems for a little bit and it's just a nice little breather because we still have to talk about the Jack in Thailand episode, which, you know, I, I just wanted to bring up the the good points of this season before talking about that. The other the other big ep of season three. You've got <laughs> you got the big ones. You've got greatest hits, uh mm-hmm. through the looking glass part one and two. Yep. And Stranger in a Strange Land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> this is my least favorite episode so far. You and Are we all in agreement you on You and that? everyone who's ever watched this show. <sighs> okay. I know sometimes I have hot takes that you guys don't enjoy, but they mostly involve Toy Story and not Lost. So yeah, this, this, take, good, this take isn't too hot. I just did not care about anything in this episode because it seemed like he was there to be a doctor but in the flashback he didn't do anything having to do with being a doctor he's just like (sighs) he just seems like i don't know like he doesn't even know what's going on in those in those scenes where he's in thailand like he's like in a haze when he's there and the whole thing i'm so worked up i can't even talk about why i don't like that episode (laughs) 
so the flashback is him getting his bad tattoo in Thailand and is, I I can't remember the the story of why this was a thing. Is, is that Matthew Fox's real tattoo or is that just his character? Is that just Jack's tattoo that he's had? Well, they bring it up in one of the earlier episodes where the sheriff appears when Jack is being held in one of the cages and she makes a comment, do you even know what your tattoo says? So then, of course, we have to get the whole backstory for the tattoo because of that one line. Exactly. Yeah. But I do not know if Matthew Fox has these tattoos in person. I think that I I read that he does, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I just found it. Although Jack has had tattoos on his arm the entire series, the origin has never been explained. Matthew Fox received the tattoos before Lost was created, which are actually Chinese characters uh, that translates to eagles high up cleaving the space. But in the show, they say it says he walks among us, but is not one of us. And that's because he was he went to it. He wanted to get a tattoo, and they didn't think he should get a tattoo. It's like, yeah, it's the most. And he's marked. Yeah, I don't think we need to say too terribly much about this episode, other than to point out that none of us particularly enjoyed it. It was by far the worst episode of the season and the series so far. There's that bonkers reveal that Juliet also has a tattoo. <laughs> and it and it serves no purpose. Like I guess other than to say, like, oh man, Juliet also walks among the others, but isn't one of the others. It's just like, it, yeah. But like we already knew that. <laughs> they already made it very obvious in just the rest of the writing for the for the season. I don't know. Yeah, there's one big storyline that we have yet to hit involving the new character Naomi but before we dive into that is there anything else you guys want to mention because that kind of leads us up to the end of the season the one thing I want to mention is the I mean we mentioned Mikhail there you know you're getting little little uh, you're getting little outposts from the Dharma initiative all over. You're getting the sonic sense at one point. Mm -hmm. Oh, we get the purge. Yeah. We have not Mm -hmm. talked about the purge. Yeah. That's the, that's the Ben flashback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's episode 20 when we go back and we see the origin of Dharma and we see Ben and his dad arrive because his mother died in childbirth it seems or shortly thereafter so the father blames ben and he runs into richard who apparently has not aged in i don't know 20 (laughs) years 20 plus years 30 years so many years yep so many years something's up something's Something's up up. yeah there's some weird shit The, the other thing I just wanted to mention was with the outposts, uh, the reason we had to have a boat when Kate and Sawyer were leaving the other thing is because it's, re- it's revealed that there's two islands, which is, I, I get it from a story pro- point of view, but like the reveal, like lost season three, turns out there's two <laughs> islands is very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. and uh, That's all I've got <laughs> before we get into that. Yeah. That was one of those things. It's like, okay, I guess there's, <laughs> always strands of islands where there's like smaller islands off a bigger island but you you almost feel a little cheated don't you (laughs) it's yeah i don't know i yeah yes is the answer (laughs) 
that's the thing that I love about Lost is there's so many reveals like that that it's just like here's the big reveal, but also that reveal is a total slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. So shortly after we discover that Mikhail isn't dead, or in the same episode possibly, is when we see the crash landing for Naomi. You hear a helicopter, you never see it, but then you see a flashing red light and the guys who have gone out camping, quote unquote, because really they're camping the entire time they are on this island, but Desmond, (laughs) Hurley, Jin, and Charlie go on a little camping trip and they see this red light and, you know, Desmond at this point is still trying to not have Charlie die. And then, you know, eventually he kind of gives up on that. He doesn't fully give up, but it is what it is at the end. And, you know, they find Naomi, whose parachute got stuck in a tree, and they have to cut her down. And she knows Desmond's name, has a picture of him and Penny. But according to Ben, a few episodes later, she's the quote unquote bad guy of this scenario and supposedly something very bad is going to happen if she gets word out to her ship which is why everyone and their mother heads to the radio tower (laughs) (laughs) truly so many people go the big thing that naomi comes to reveal to everyone is that flight 815 has been found Mm -hmm. and everyone is dead Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it really ends with the big confrontation where They're going to the radio tower. They undo Danielle's signal. And then Ben is pleading with Jack to not use the sat phone. And then I think, if I'm not mistaken, it ends on a cliffhanger where he gets the signal and he hears the voice and he does not listen to Ben and starts talking to the guy anyway. Deanna, you're giving me chills. Oh, man. And that's where it ends? That's where I recall it ending. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, th- yeah, they get the... Yeah, like you're the, right, you're right. quote-unquote ends- unquote going to be rescued. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, do they give you the name? Do I just know the name? You get the name Minkowski. I think so. You totally do. So, what else do... Okay, I was just... I just want to know, because I feel like I'm going to give something away at this point. Mm-hmm. Deanna, where, what do you think is going to happen next? I feel like this sh- this is going to be so much better if we take season three ending before we do that I, we got we gotta say as far as the underwater station how it ends we talked okay. we, we right. mentioned right. charlie dies but you know all this is happening on the island they're trying to contact the boat as far as we know you know you know uh, yeah charlie has to unjam the signal right. because it's being jammed from the underwater station so the main group goes to the radio tower to basically take down Danielle's message that has been on loop for 8 million years and nobody has responded to it. But then the underwater station is supposedly unmanned. And we come to find that there have been two women down there for quite some time that Mikhail didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. So we get this whole scene where Desmond and Charlie take the boat and they go out. They follow that giant cable that runs to the beach and then into the jungle and so on and so forth. And everyone is surprised when there are people there, Charlie 
and Desmond and Mikhail. So you have Mikhail who comes because I think it's revealed to Ben that someone is going to the underwater station. So he sends Mikhail out to basically check it out. And he starts shooting at Desmond, who has passed out in the boat because Charlie knocked him out and was not going to let Desmond try and save him again. Because at this point, Charlie has realized that he has to die in order for them to be saved. So they do let you think that everyone is going to be saved when Desmond mentioned seeing Claire and Aaron get in a helicopter. Oh, yeah. And so Charlie goes down there, and this gives us the penny reveal, which I thought was pretty well done because Desmond is there, but still doesn't get to see her. Sure doesn't. Right. So you get the... There, there's an audio thing, right? You can't... There, there's some video, too, but but Desmond doesn't isn't there. <laughs> on the show, uh, when you when you put the show on, there's audio and video, I think. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on, on the screen that Charlie's looking at. <laughs> right, right. But, it, yeah, but it's revealed that the boat that they are trying to communicate with is, in fact, not Penny's boat. Right. And... Charlie's dying last thing is to warn Desmond that it is not Penny's boat. And Jack has to go and ruin it all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this says that that the season ends with, I just wanted to make sure, because I, I think we want to get as close up to it as we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This says that the season ends with Locke knifing Naomi in the back. Oh, yeah. He throws the knife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I needed to make sure had yeah. happened. Because... Because she's trying to call, and then Locke, and then Jack takes it, and Locke threatens to kill Jack, and Jack does make contact with George Minkowski. Yep. Yep. Amazing. And, and I believe the cliffhanger is saying we're sending rescue. Yep. Yeah. I was close. I missed the Locke piece of that puzzle. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. That's the part that I, I, I just needed to know what this, this state of Naomi is at the time of the end of the season. Yes. <laughs> okay. Can we jump into Deanna predictions now? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, as you guys know, because I've been texting you the entire time I've been watching uh-huh. this, the flash forward kind of scene was where I was like, oh no, I'm going to be annoyed with this show, aren't I? And I think, obviously, the island does not get nuked, which is is what Ben makes it seem like will happen with the way he's pleading with Jack to not make contact. And because Ben is visibly scared and we haven't really seen him that way the entire time he's been in the show since he was not Henry in season two, it really feels like that is significant enough to make you believe that something really bad is going to happen. But I also kind of think they're all dead anyway. Either that or Naomi was just messing with them and they didn't actually find the flight. But I think Penny is not going to stop looking for them, Desmond in particular. But now that she knows there's more of them, I think we're going to see more of Penny in season four. I don't know how far you guys want me to try and predict things. No, you're doing a great job. This is great. As much as you want. Yeah, you don't even have to put a timeline on. I want to know as much... You yeah. know, if you just have predictions for next season, if you have predictions for how for how it's all going to end, for yeah. how any specific thing's going to be wrapped up, I, w- I, w- I want to know. Okay. Season four only being 14 episodes, 
makes me think that it's going to take a little longer for some major storylines to play out because as we've seen, you know, these first three seasons have been over 20 episodes each. So while there has been some filler content, especially in season three, I think we can all agree on that. It really feels like they're either going to have to start to tighten things up a lot more or everything's going to be way more drastic. I think it's going to lean more drastic than anything else. But because we get that scene with Jack and Kate and Jack is like, we need to go back. We need to go back. And Kate's like, he's going to wonder where I am. I think she's talking about Sawyer. I'm not 100% sure who else she would possibly be talking about. And I think, I don't think Jack is going to try and throw himself off a bridge again. But I do think things are not going to end well for Jack. Either because he does go back somehow, or because he just completely loses his mind, which he's clearly on his way to doing when we see him. And he says he just keeps flying back and forth every single weekend like a madman to try and get back to the island. Huh. Yep. <laughs> I'm probably very far off because everything I've heard about this show from people who have watched it has been, you're not going to know anything that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to predict, but yes, next season is only one episode of Lost and 13 episodes of Expose. Yeah. So it gets confusing. It gets real heavy on the Nico, on, on the Nicky and Paula thing in, in season four. I do want to say great appearance by Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not expect to see Lando and Lost. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened anyway. Um, <laughs> I feel like this show is one that is immensely hard to predict. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm also starting to feel like there's alternate timelines or something. I feel like you kind of get that reveal of the. I guess there's like two types of viewership here where you either believe that, I guess, I'm trying not to say too much, where you either believe that they're going to get off the island or you believe that there's something else, I don't know, going on there. And I'm trying to figure out, I feel like just based on your frustration with those reveals, I I feel like you kind of sound like you don't want them to get off the island. (laughs) Is that true? So were you frustrated with the attempt at tricking you or were you frustrated that they were off the island in that reveal? I was frustrated that it seemingly took place in the future. Hmm. I'm not mad that they get off the island. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to know this soon. Oh, okay. that, that's a possibility. Okay. That's okay. fair. Because so, now, now it feels like you're puzzling both forwards and backwards at the same time to try to meet in the middle or something. Yeah, it's like they've been giving us flashbacks the whole time and they throw in this future scene that looks like it could be a flashback. Flash forward. Right, yeah. Do you guys remember the show Flash Forward? Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was why I was annoyed. It wasn't necessarily that they get off the island, if they actually do get off the island. I'm still a little iffy on that part. But it really felt like they were just like, Oh, yeah, here. These two survive, at least. Huh. Okay. Okay. That's a lot for my mind to work with right now. And I didn't like that because 
Because it's like now if Jack or Kate are ever in trouble on the island, it's like, oh, they're going to be fine. Huh. Right. Okay. Okay. And that kind of takes away some of the suspense element, I think. In the flash forward, in the scene where you find out that, you know, it actually is presented in the, in, don't they also talks about the, using the golden pass. Is this the right? Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, they get the golden pass. That's why he keeps flying back and forth, hoping he's going to crash on the island again. Yeah. Okay. And that's all we get from it though. They don't talk about anything. Not really. Cool. Jack just says we have to go Ignore back. We have me. to go back, Great. and 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 is very whiny about it. And Deanna, can you confirm that you're going to go back? Are we going back for season four? Are you coming back to the island? Yes. All right. Good. All right. Well, I'm sure my predictions are completely wrong because that seems to be how things go with this show. And unfortunately, Becky had some technical difficulties and was not able to join us for more than a few minutes. But Nick and Shane, thank you once again for joining me to discuss season three of Lost. Of course. Thank you for having us back. Thank you. (laughs) All right, everyone. That does it for this episode of Welcome to Geekdom. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so through our Patreon. You can sign up for a dollar a month. That'll get you a thank you on the show. $2 a month, you get to pick a topic that myself and a guest will discuss on the show. For $5 a month, you can join the Welcome to Geekdom Slack group, where you can talk to myself and various guests who have been on the show. If you want to follow us on socials, you can do so at Geekdom Pod on Twitter and at Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.